All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, if we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our goal is to create a safe space for growth, 
inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's Homegirl Vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, girls, welcome back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bottom of a check. Bottom of a check. Hey, boo. Bottom of a check. Hey. Should I come in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> welcome back. Yes, welcome back, girl. So. Wow, we missed you. Right, every week. Every week you're missed. Every week. So, mm-hmm. how's it going? It's going good. How are you? How's your weekend? My weekend was good. Feels like a pretty relaxed weekend. But it was kind of term. I feel like it was long. What 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 happened this week? Because we did the Friday night. Whenever you do a Friday night activity, oh, drags it out. It extends it. So okay, we have to start doing that. Yeah, more. out on the town on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Couple drinks, couple got to dance. See, and I wasn't expecting it. So we were <laughs> initially going to go to a store opening. I thought it was going to be pretty chill. You know, store opening, mm-hmm. look cute, walk around. But we found a hidden gem little bar of a bar which had a great dj and let some twerks off so anytime i get to dance spirit holy spirit break that oh see you 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 spirit break out wow break our walls down i was about to say holy spirit you are well but that was a better one Spirit broke out. Yeah, yeah. spirit. So, yeah, that yeah. was a function. A little dancing, and then we had our chapter holiday luncheon yesterday. Yeah. Shout out to the girls, a.k.a. Alpha Gabba Alpha Sorority. Incorporated. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was, it was a good weekend. Yeah, and then today we went and worshiped the Lord, thy Lord. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. So, yeah, my weekend, my weekend was literally identical. Yeah, literally. Identical weekend, Friday From Friday to, to now, to this very minute. Yep, funks literally identical weekend. So here we are again, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. What up? Okay, so what happened in the world? What happens? A few things happen in the world. So, um, Payless is in the catfishing business. <laughs> they opened up a store. I know, um, in Santa Monica, like a quick little storefront. Oh, it was in Santa Monica. Yeah. Okay. It was here for. Uh, I think it was in Santa Monica. I want to say it was in Santa Monica okay. as a uh, social experiment girl. And they named the store Pelesi and put out all their Payless shoes, invited a bunch of social, um, what are those called? Influencers. Influencers out to like check on the merchandise and be a part of this new store opening. Everybody's like, I can tell the shoes are quality. This is some quality material. I'm feeling it. All of the shit is fucking Payless. Done. So did they really spend their coin or did they stop them before? They re- they did. People were but then buying they their, reimbursed them. They did the refund. And then um, Payless was like, but you can get all of these right now at Payless. Like everything, they all, you know, that really says something about our culture. You know, and that, this is kind of separate, but it just brings me to think about how. Um, labels? Yes. How labels influence us. Like we'll quickly. Like, say we'll buy, like, a Gucci bag, and, you know, there's this thing where people, like, wear name brands, and usually when they wear name ba- name brands, they'll attack the designer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll wear something that's not name brand, like a small business, and they'll never tag the 
yeah. designer or they probably won't even spend their coin but we'll break the bank over the designer a clear example is the dad shoe you know the the those the, the kind the dad of dad shoe. style the balenciaga Mar mason margella yeah like they Easy. took that that design and flipped it but you won't get no sketcher <laughs> you feel me you won't out and go get no target brand whatever that brand is right you won't go out and get no uh you know no shit from the real Walmart. shoes that the dads be wearing. You know, you ain't going to go to Costco and pick up you and pur purchase you some dad shoes. I was going to say Champion, but even that brand they done got flipped, flipped and tumbled. It's like they done flipped Because you know brand. Champion. Wasn't that a Payless brand? Champion was one of the lower end brands and also Fila. Fila, Fila wasn't like a brand. They done flipped that. Now you got to pay X amount of dollars. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Back in my day, you didn't want to be caught in the Fila. That was for the Latinos and the Latina mommies. You know, nothing against those because I love the Mijas and the Mijos. Dearly. But you know what I mean? You weren't like, oh, I'm about to go out and get me some Fila's. Now the Fila is a thing. I'm like, wow. It's amazing what time will do. That shows you never give up. That, all it takes is tells, a little time and your shit may be flipped and tumbled. Listen, that tells you keep all of your shit from the day, back in the day, and restore it. Keep it because it's going to come a time where the shit you have now is going to it's gonna bounce back. Like 2-3 did with 4-5. Bounce back. And then... You'll already have it, and you, you don't have to go spend $60 on a championship shirt. They're I mean, charging like 90 Yeah, champion has really hopped into their bag. I'm like, wow. But it only takes the right person to wear it. Just one. Just one person says, this is cool now. No, we're in it. We're we doing it again. Spending a check and getting it right back. Mm -hmm. That's crazy how easily influenced we are. Like The fact that, that we can just put some items in the hands of a couple of influencers and your shit were really skyrocket into new levels the palessi dog like wow i would have been like palessi i would have been doing my googles like palessi <laughs> especially if it was a high ticket item what's palessi yeah ain't no way you get my coin without no research the fuck is who the fuck is palessi and nine times ten times out of ten if i'm spending a check calculated purchase <laughs> ain't no way <laughs> you're stupid but that's just me i'm not they refunded them and i'm not an influencer either i know they're in a different bracket you are a fucking influencer influencing the culture dead ass. to take care of yourself the fuck? that's what i'm influencing okay okay what else is going on so did you see the tommy lee and travis scott i did t so the tra the astro world tour kicked off yeah astro world tour kicked off and travis scott had some pretty uh amazing stage features um he's doing the what's called the 360 which tommy lee said that he did on his tour he did, he did. i mean it's not that it's not an assumption yeah it's not alleged and he's like doing and him tommy lee he has a drum solo where he's like drumming in on a uh circle and it kind of goes up and then comes back down and then he also has the crucify where it's uh a roller coaster on mm. stage and travis scott did both of those things so I saw that I saw that on the shade room and I saw mm -hmm. some people questioning like um, they were assuming that Travis Scott is not responsible for his set design. Like I'm sure he has an artist. What do they call those people? A set designer who yeah, likes to put together his set. Right. Come on. So they were like, should we be coming at Travis or should we be coming at the set designer? But the thing is, Travis, this is a Travis Scott brand. So do you think the artist is responsible for doing the research to make sure this isn't like a copy? That's the challenging part because if, when, 
when we're at the point where we're doing some live shit and somebody says, hey, we think you guys should set up the, the, the set like this. I would hope that they're coming with some sort of new ideas. Authentic and fresh Or ideas. if it's not authentic and you're paying homage. Let say, me know. Yeah, you know, we seen Tommy Lee do this. This would be a great way for us to pay, um, you know, homage to him. Something like that. It's kind of a double-edged sword. If he doesn't know, it's really fucked up because now he's in the hot seat. Right. And if he came to his people and was like, I want to do this. And he didn't reach out or, you know, say something about it in the post. Or he didn't even post it. I think other people are posting it. Yeah, other people are posting it, of course, because, I mean, shit, he has a big tour. But I think he can clear the air by apologizing. People in the comments were like, well, um, white people stole rock and roll from us. Like, Elvis stole rock and roll. Like, y'all take our shit and flip and tumble it all the time, and we don't say nothing. I mean, and, and, and they, they have a point. They have a point, too. And they're like, now Tommy Lee's in his feelings. But I'm like, that's something specific to him. That's hella specific. If somebody ripped something off that we're doing here, I'd be like, bitch, I don't give a freak. Yeah. Pay me what you owe me. Yeah, like if somebody had a podcast called The Black Woman Bravado instead yeah, of The Black Girl. It's like, not going to work. We got a thump. We yeah. gotta, I got to find out where you are, pull up on you, and we scrapping. We're going to scrap like a motherfucker. For our name. Yeah, no, for our namesake. Yeah. It's just not cool. So what, how would you feel? What, what do you I think? I would feel pissed. I feel like Tommy Lee has the right to be upset. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's the only one that's done it. Yeah. Yeah. He was coming. He's for an Travis artist, too. and he's sensitive about his shit. Like, bruh, don't just come up pulling pulling my tricks out of the bag and acting like you're the one who created it. I know, because then you know who's gonna be getting all the credit? Travis, Travis. Scott, because he's the one that's relevant. Exactly, it's gonna be like, oh, he's doing something so fresh and innovative, New, and yeah. and re- you know, no, I need you to be like. So it's not cool. Like, I mean, I I think that it's okay to be inspired. Mm-hmm. And to take elements from the greats from the past. Yeah. But I do believe that they should be credited. Don't credited. just act like you, you're the creator of this. As long as you give credit, it's cool. Do it and the shit can fly. But once you start making it seem like you created it, then that's when it becomes an issue. Give a nigga some credit. Where, Where credit, credit is, is due. due. I should have went up a little octave right there. Yeah. Credit. I don't really have a high voice, though. That's the difference. Yeah. You're not a, a soprano. No. We are the altos. <laughs> remember that? You no, remember that? but that's funny. Really? Uh-huh. Off the Proud family? Oh, wait, was it the Proud family? So we are know. the altos. It was like a group of four like um, Mexican brothers or Spanish brothers. I would for sure be a soprano. We are. I'm considering joining the choir at church. I feel like that's how the Lord wants me to serve. So, Well, Stay I've been tuned. telling you already, and you were supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. I know. You were supposed to be there. Look. No. You look next. <laughs> next week, you know, once I once I join the choir, I will be letting the homegirls know. Hey, I'm joining the choir. If you're in the LA area, I would like you to come out to the church and support. Thanks. Um, okay, what else? Oh, another tea, piece of tea. If you guys watch Love Is, which oh. we do, we love the show. Yeah, Love Is is good. Tap in. Um, there's been some trouble on the forefront. So Mara Brock Akil's husband. I hate Salim. 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 Salim Akil. Um, apparently is being sued by this woman who claims that they were in a 10 year relationship while he was married issue. Um, and he was doing some sick shit to her. What was he doing? He was pissing on her. I heard. Ew. Sticking fingers up her behind. Nasty. Making her perform oral. And also the bigger thing that that's huge. 
But the reason why she's suing him is because she's saying that they stole the idea, the concept for love is from a script that she created that I guess maybe they were supposed to be working on together. I don't know. But um, she's suing him. And now she's also suing own network for copyright infringement. So I'm a little concerned because, you know, Mama Oprah, Auntie Oprah, she doesn't do well with fuckery and foolery. So I well, don't know. Baby girl's about to get her bag and tumble it. Yeah. So um, there might not be any more love is if these allegations are true. I feel fucking horrible for Mara if this is true because what are you doing? But I heard the woman was is was also married during this time. I believe she okay. still is married. What? And she also has two children with her husband. Well, she probably said, "Baby, let me get this bag." And she said that the reason why she didn't say anything earlier is because Salim was threatening to prevent Life her from her. getting roles and stuff like that. So this is sad to hear because Love Is was a great show and. Now it's been a little fucked over, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how this pans out. It's, it's sad. It's sad. I'm hoping that peace. Peace <laughs> to Rich Kid and all his family. Done. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, all right. Let's move on. Okay. So you can, again, catch up with everything Germany and Brittany and the Black Girl Bravado at theblackgirlbravado.com. If you prefer to listen to the episodes there, we have some new merch that the girls are going to love. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the way to stay tapped in. Make sure, make sure you subscribe because in 2019, we're going to be some, doing a couple things we are. through the website. So we want you guys to be connected to us. Yes. Sign up. Sign up. Also, mm -hmm. what we want you girls to do is please make sure you continue to rate and review this podcast. Okay, your rating and your your ratings and your reviews help this podcast dramatically. Without you, there is no us. So yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, take a moment, pause this podcast, slide on over there, and leave us a rating and a review. That would be sweet of you. So. I hear you do these little rating reviews every week, the review of the week. I do. That's what I do. What's we want to show your appreciation on air for the girls that have taken the time to leave us. I mean, the words, <laughs> the words that you leave, they just really warm our hearts. So this week we're going to be featuring wine through life. Love the play on words. Mm -hmm. It's W-I-N-E. So she says, showing some East Coast love. Love our East Coast girls. We're going to make it there. We're going to make it there. We hope you're staying year. warm. Whew, when I look at that weather, I pray for you all. <laughs> so she says, I am so in love with these two. I am new to the podcast world. Please forgive me. And came across Black Girl Bravado and fell in love. I am a faithful listener. You ladies are freaking hilarious. I love it. You all have let me know that I am not living my best life out here. LOL. I listen to you guys with a pen and paper ready. I love the gems you all drop and the information you all give. So glad I found you, babes. Love you lots. And you have a faithful follower in me. By the way, I have put all my friends up on your podcast. Keep up the amazing work and you're appreciated. You are appreciated. Thank you, girl. Woohoo! You're love appreciated you. too. Love you. I hope you're seeing more. Yeah, we do. Okay, so. Should we give our other shout out? 
Sure, let it rip. We have a special shout out. It's a given <laughs> shout out. Um, we have a girlfriend listener by the name of Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Um, your girlfriend let us know that you are graduating this weekend from New Mexico State University Go with a girl. bachelor's degree in community and counseling psychology. So we just want to let you know, congratulations. Girl, you doing it. You're Did doing it your thing. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you for listening to the podcast. Yeah. We hope that you're able to walk in your destiny and that if this is what you want to do, that, you know, your steps are ordered, sis. Yes. That everything falls into place for you and you're completely aligned with what you went to school and what it is that you end up doing after school and it all works out for you. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, that's to everybody. But thank you so much for listening. We love you for loving us. Yay. Woo, turn up. Yeah. Well, it's Tuesday now, so you probably already turned up, but keep the shit going. Yeah, keep the party going. All right. Um, What else is tea? Also, let's see. We're going to be doing something different. Oh. This is completely different. This is not like us, so please support us in this endeavor. Girls, we're really putting ourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> ourselves will be put out on a platter. On Wednesday, so the day after this episode is released, which will be December what? Fourth. Fourth? Okay, fifth. so fifth. The fifth or the fourth, whatever the is fifth. December. It's the fifth. Okay, December 5th on Wednesday. We want you all to tune in to our um, Instagram page. Yes, because. We're going to be going live. We're going live. Oh, shit. We live, baby. Yes, oh, so God. we're going to be going live. And on our live, what we plan to do is answer your questions that you have from this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. After you listen to this episode, jot down a few additional questions. Maybe you have some more information. Maybe you want to share some personal experiences with this. And we're going to just talk about it live. This is how you get us live and direct, baby. For the meantime. On the spot. Oh, God. So, okay, so don't have us pull it we're up excited. Um, don't have us sitting in live with two people waving their hands because we will exit out and act like it never happened. Don't think we won't. We're not going to be there with two people. I know everybody has to start somewhere, but we're not starting there. <laughs> Show up. Show up and show out, please. We're damn near begging you. Just like we beg for these ratings and reviews, couple it with the attendance for the live. <laughs> this girl. <laughs> Baby okay. girls, show up. All right. Show out. So, yeah, we'll see you on Wednesday. We will. Um, We may. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we do. It's, it's going to be our first time. We'll refine it as we go along. Lastly. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage you girls to join our Facebook group, the Black Girl Bravado Podcast Homegirl Hangout. That is another way where we will extend the conversations had on this podcast. So if you have a question about anything we talked about or just anything in general, that's your spot. That's your hub. Hop in there. Get to chatting. Put it out. Get to chatting. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Connect with some other like-minded women. It's good for you. Yeah. So. That's like the cafeteria. If you're in high school, that's like where you meet at. <laughs> it's the cafeteria. Of Goodbye. The Just stop. So last week's episode, episode 74, was winter blues dealing with seasonal affective disorder. In that episode, we discussed how change in the season can impact your mood. We outlined the common symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, also known as seasonal depression. And we provided tips and suggestions suggestions to help you work through those feelings of, um, you know, despair during the darker months. Luckily, today here in California in SoCal, it's nice. We have some sun out. It's like about 70-ish degrees, 60, 68 Yeah, like high 60s. High 60s. It's for sure cool. It's The Cooler, wind is blowing, yeah. but we still have sun. We were able to have lunch out near the water today. 
um, with a nice view. So we're holding on to all of these little pieces of hold like. Hold on, hold on, don't let me go. Sunlight that we get. So um, check out this episode if you're feeling, feeling like you're dealing with some seasonal affective disorder. Maybe you'll pull some tips away from that to help you manage during this such a challenging time. All right, so this week, what are we talking about? So this week... 75 fucking episodes in. Wow. Wow, that's iconic. Iconic. 75. At the at the 100th episode, you might get a little twerk from me. Cheers to us for being here, for being consistent, for showing up for ourselves, and also showing up for others. And sh- cheers to you for listening. Yeah, because without you, again, there's no us. So we all done reached a milestone. 75, yay, we lit. Yeah. So for our 75th episode... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought it would be appropriate to do what we always do. What is that? What do we always do? Unpack. Okay. <laughs> Take <laughs> your luggage we out. Here. We're unpacking. So, centered, centered around our discussions we've been having about relationships, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about our attachment styles. Again, how our childhood, how our upbringing may affect how we act in relationships in our adulthood yeah how we manage this life you know it's so crazy how much um childhood just off a sidebar on that how childhood impacts us or so much like i don't know if i i mentioned it here my sister she uh, is a foster parent she's mm-hmm. a foster mom and she has three younger boys um and again you know she's doing the lord's work for sure you know she's 29 years old and she has these three boys and we just like advocate so strongly for them to have a good life because you don't know how like your childhood impacts your Mm self-esteem you know the way you interact with other people how you feel about yourself just being your success is really shaped by those really like um younger formative years and i'm just always like look just like she she's never gonna give up on them never i don't have a song never gonna give up no never 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 gonna that that's yeah but i know Never gonna give it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Okay. Yeah. She's never gonna give up on them because she loves them so much. But I'm always like, you know, be patient with them, which she is. We just love them and I just want them to have a good life because I know how challenging it is if you have a sick ass childhood. It can really it it make or break. It really shapes make or break. Yeah. Your destiny. Make or and you and it's your responsibility, like because you know, when you're growing up, we're not aware, we're not self aware. So it's it's not until we reach adulthood a lot of the time a lot of the times where we realize, fuck, what I did or what I didn't yeah. receive in my childhood really fucked me from the front and the, and back. the back. And now I have to figure out how, how I'm to gonna de- yeah, decode change the trajectory and- of my life. Wow. And of, co- and of course it's tougher when you're doing it by yourself and when you're older. Yeah. It's tough. So yeah, she's definitely doing the Lord's work and it's great that you she has you all to support her and rally behind her to encourage Definitely. her to keep going because she can't do it alone. Yeah. I'm like, girl, so don't everyone's worry. doing the Lord's work. Everyone who's involved God's in, plan. in the community and that family. We love those boys. In this family and my family. <laughs> Your family. <laughs> we love them. So yeah. yeah. It's just tough, you know. Childhood is it's it sucks because you really don't know as a child that like your childhood matters. Because it's all you know. It's just like you're just going through you life. You kind of got to take what you can get. That's all, That's the only thing you can do is take what you can get. Shit, you can't be making a request. Hey, want to sub out my dad and bring in someone else? Hey, right. I want to get rid of this thing. and sw- Oh, it just sucks. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Attachment. That's how we're talking about. We're talking about how the relationship with our parents or our caregivers 
creates an attachment style, which ultimately determines how we handle close relationships later. So we're going to be focusing on romantic relationships today. But of course, this can mean non-romantic platonic relationships as well. We're just focusing on the love. Yeah. And if you have anything to add, make sure you jot it down. This is your time because we're going to get nitty and gritty in the live live chat. Yeah. I can't wait for that. That's what we're doing. So I think as women, women of color, because mm -hmm, that's who we are, that, that's who we are. That's what we are. Um, maybe we can speak about how like maybe your experiences within your mom or dealing with your mom have shaped the person you are. Do you feel like you've, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's, I know. Yeah. My experience with my mom has definitely contributed to the woman that I am today. I mean, because as women, young girls, not we're not women then, but as young girls, we look to our moms to see like how their self-esteem, how they assert themselves, how they deal in relationships. And I feel like that's where I gained a lot of my sense of independency from. Mm -hmm. um, Which we spoke about we in the spoke daddy about, issues. Yeah, and the daddy issues. Also how um, my quick tongue. Slice and dice. Slice and dice, which can sometimes be used to a fault. No. Uh -huh. Yeah. Just gotta say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like my self awareness, that a lot of that I attribute to my mother and how she raised me. How about you? I mean, same. Damn near identical upbringing. Yes. So I, I think so. Like independence, for sure, I get that from my mom. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like we mentioned, it, it's always been my sister, my mother, and I. And she just like thugs through and gets shit done. And it's like, I'm going to take care of it. It's going to be right. And I mean, they really get he it done too. Mountains. It's not the bare minimum. They move mountains and cause walls to fall. He like falls needs, walls. Met, <laughs> needs met and exceed. exceed. Yes. So that's yes. just... With That's admirable, power. but in the next breath, we also need our father. So the role of the father mm -hmm. in the presence of the father in the household affects our self-worth and whether we decide to settle or not, because we receive, essentially, we receive in the perfect home that, that, that love and love that affection from, from our father, and he meets our needs before we are able to engage in a romantic relationship with another male or another person. That's our first point of contact for a romantic relation. No, not not romantic, but receiving love from, from a male. From the opposite sex. Yes, receiving love from a male. So in which I didn't have. Same. Um, I, for my a long stepdad time. didn't yeah. come into my life. We we've already shared this, but I've had love from a male that's not romantic, but it was not from from birth. Yeah. It was a choppy doppy, <laughs> a chopped and screwed situation. Yeah, I mean, you have the the like males who come into your life and they serve as a good father figure. But again, same, you know, my dad died when I was nine months old. Done. Ugh. Cut that off immediately, mm -hmm. you know, and then it was just my mom and my sister and I. And I feel like that also imposes my the ability for me to be so independent because I haven't had like a male specifically be like, yeah, I got providing this. your needs off the rip. Yeah. You know, my mom has some great partners like mentioned before, mm -hmm. but. I, I'm just like, girl, he ain't my daddy. Shut up. Right. You ain't my daddy. We be quick to say you ain't step my daddy. daddy. Step daddy. Stay in your place. So a lot of the truth is a lot of people don't receive adequate or consistent engagement from their first established relationships, their parents. And this is this causes people to feel unworthy or it, it's harder for them to accept love from people or even to give love because your first relationship was a little bit shaky. 
it was shaky, but but men, as you mentioned, to piggyback on that, it's it's our own responsibility to ter- to determine what it is that we need, regardless of what we received or didn't receive as children. That's what this podcast is doing. You know, <coughs> it helps us identify. Ooh, frog in your throat, huh? Helps us identify what it is that we need, what it is that we can do better, how it is that we can continue to grow. Because some of us aren't fortunate to have the Cosby before the bill. Cosby fall from glory. Cosby the show. Yeah. You know, that upbringing where you have mother, father, well-to-do parents, you have well-to-do siblings. Sometimes we come from dysfunction. Yeah. You know, and there's dysfunction in the home and and it's our responsibility to grow past the pain, grow past the hurt and figure out what is it we can do to be better. Right. It's important to acknowledge like what happened. We're not oblivious to what happened, but at the same time, we can't live there. Can't live in that Once you're space. aware, you have to make take the necessary actions and take the necessary steps to make change and live the life that you ultimately want to live. We can't just be like, well, I had a fucked up childhood, so this is the way I am and I can't do nothing about it. Dead. You'll be miserable forever, beloved. You'll be making excuses, you know, and we, we see that a lot when you don't, when like, remember when you mentioned therapy, like there has to be some therapy, there has to be some healing for our families because there's trauma that happened, you know, like. For instance, my grandma, I talk about my grandma all the time, but she had her first child when she was 14. Mm-hmm. You know, there's li- there's not much life that has been lived in 14 years to start bringing other kids into the, the world right. and start mothering them. You might can give them love, but there's a lot of things that you fall short on. And the things that like my mom may be resentful from my grandmother for doing when she was the fourth child at 20. Right. It's like, we got to work through it gotta get some gotta work through it because you know what you end up carrying it for sure like you'll be 50 years old and this is the same conversation that i have with my mom you'll be 50 years old still holding on to your childhood and that might not even be how your mother is acting today in present times but you're still harboring those feelings to where you can't even be in the present and appreciate what you have right now or even work to rebuild because you're still mentally stuck in your childhood a full-grown adult but mentally still harboring and festering those ill feelings from childhood yeah we can't that's not the way to live no and that's why we gotta break every chain this is a holy episode this is (laughs) shit we gotta break all the chains what is that tasha cops don't ask me (laughs) i just sing and i sometimes i don't know the artist it's okay i know i I know chains be broken though break every (laughs) chain Break so every... let's talk about the different attachment styles okay. so people will know what we're talking about here. Getting to it. If you don't know, there are three major attachment styles. Now, sometimes there's different like subdivisions to these attachment styles, but there's three main attachment styles. So the first one is a secure attachment. So someone that has a secure attachment style, they believe and trust that their needs will be met. And this is, again, established in childhood. So if you have a secure attachment style, most likely you had a parent that was quick, sensitive to your needs, and very consistent. Yes. And as a child, that allows you to be that allows you to be secure. You feel safe to explore. You're generally a happy child because of the way that your parent raised you and loved you and met your needs. That's a good one. I mean, ideal. Yeah, this is a yeah, secure is the ideal attachment ideal. style. Okay, and then there's also the avoidant attachment. So subconsciously you might believe that um your needs won't be met. So the parent probably was distant, was disengaged, and thus the child is not explorative and emotionally distant. Yeah, this could probably be a parent that maybe 
preoccupied, maybe working nine to five just to stay alive, coupled with the set. We don't know. There's different yeah, I mean, scenarios, kind of- but ultimately this is a result of that. Yeah. And then lastly, there's the anxious attachment. So someone with an anxious attachment cannot rely on their needs to be met. So usually this person has a parent who was inconsistent, sometimes very sensitive, sometimes neglectful. And in turn, the child becomes very anxious, insecure, or angry. I hate to see the babies like this. But can you imagine, like... I can't. I can't, but I've seen. I've seen and I've heard. Yeah. I've done all. So let's talk about how these different attachment styles affect people in romantic relationships. Let it rip. So... The way these different attachment styles work are they determine how you perceive and deal with closeness and emotional intimacy in mm-hmm. relationships, your ability to communicate your emotions and needs, and also listen to and understand the emotions and needs of your partner, how you respond to conflict, Yes, and then the expectations about your partner in the relationship. It's crazy that like just little things like, again, how your childhood will impact everyone you interact and engage with, not just your familiar relationships like this shit is really going to determine how you engage with the person that's the closest to you, person who's supposed to love you forever. Yeah. Or maybe not even forever, just in the meantime. So let's talk about those secure individuals. So if you have a secure characteristics of a secure, a secure mommy we're talking yeah. about mommies, yeah, secure mommy in relationships. So an individual with this attachment style usually feels safe and protected in relationships. They don't smother their partners. They can allow for their partner to have an independent life, basically separate from their own. They can accept their partner's shortcomings, the shit that might not be right. You can still take it with a grain of salt. You are typically kind of responsive to your partner's needs. You listen and rarely get defensive. And you are able to de-escalate conflict by problem solving, forgiving, and apologizing. So if you have the a secure attachment style, these are probably the characteristics that you're dealing with or that you see yourself having um, even before we tell you guys how to figure it out. Like if that resonates with you, that's likely you. That I would say that's me. Mm-hmm. And then if you have an anxious attachment style in a relationship, you probably become very unhappy and worry about being too much or too little for the person that you're dating. You give up your needs to please and accommodate your partner, Mm. the people pleaser. Mm. Um, You may place high hopes on your partner, but you don't even take the time to see, hey, is this can this nigga do what I want or what I need? I'm so busy worried about what I need to adjust to please him or her. But. I can't. I haven't even taken the time to see if my needs will be met. Yes. Um, this type of person bonds quickly and attaches to people to potential versus reality. Um, very clingy. You're codependent. We talked about that. You're defined by your relationship. So usually, if there's no relationship, there's no you. Mm, you might place. bounce from relationship to relationship. The serial monogamous. Mm-hmm. That's what I call them. Um, And lastly, you may play games or manipulate your partner to get attention by withdrawing, not returning phone calls, threatening to leave, doing little childish shit. Yeah, we're too old. Because ultimately, you're anxious. Like, okay, I need to pull some tricks out of my hat before he pulls some tricks out of his and leave me in the dust. Right. (laughs) So you're playing hella games. So lastly, we have the avoidant. 
So this this sounds exactly what it, this is exactly what it sounds like. So you might avoid relationships altogether or keep people that are new to you at a distance. You're doing the arm's reach method. Yeah. Keep them as far as you can throw them vibes. So you might sabotage romances because you might be afraid that the partner, your partner will leave. So you do it first. It's like, okay, I don't want that person to hurt me. So I'm going to just get on before they could say or do anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. You might act self-sufficient and self-reliant and, and you aren't totally comfortable sharing all of your feelings. You might focus on minor flaws in a partner, like small things tiniest little baby things yeah i don't like the way he eats yes things like that i remember when hillary on the fresh plant france was like when he talks he has a bulge in his neck yeah remember when they were at the hillary opera? was so annoying yeah so um you might avoidantly attach attached uh, avoidantly attached people can be like basically divided into two categories so there's the dismissive avoidant where this person is emotionally distant from themselves or they distance themselves from their partners and they're overly focused on themselves. Or you might have the fearful avoidant, which is basically a person who's afraid of being too close or too distant from their partners. That one is tricky. The fearful avoidant is like, oh shit. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Rolling the dice. <laughs> Rolling the dice there. So, in the world, based on research, apparently there's 50% of the population that's secure. 20% of the population that's anxious and 25% of the population that's avoidant. So we wanted to see where we fell in the mix. We were curious to see, hey, what's my attachment style? So we decided to take a quiz uh -huh. that we're encouraging you to take as well. We'll have the link down in the show notes, but we went to psychcentral.com. They have a really quick and easy quiz. It won't take more than like five to 10 minutes of your time. And so this quiz is designed to help you to help give you some insight on your romantic attachment, your style of romantic attachment. So there's two sets of 20 statements describing feelings in a romantic relationship. And then there's a single choice about your attitude towards romantic relationships. And after you complete this assessment, they ask you some questions, a few basic questions. Then you got, you can, you get your results. So we both took the test and I got, I screenshotted it. My attachment style is secure and happy. Same. So my score for relationship avoidance was 60.5. Mine was like 70. And my relationship anxiety was 72. Oh, wait. That was my relationship anxiety. I didn't screenshot it. What a dummy. It's okay. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. That so since no we problem. got the same thing, I'll just read. I'll just read. Yeah. What it is. So it says, based upon your answers, it appears that your anxiety about losing relationships is greater than your tendency to avoid them defense defensively. Given the degree of your difference, this is not likely to be a problem. But if you are having difficulties, they are most likely in these areas. Your partner may occasionally complain that you are sometimes possessive or clingy. Um, I'm not clingy, but I guess I can't be possessive. What's mine is motherfucking mine. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Period. Shit. I don't want there to be any confusion in that area. Yeah. Um, relationships may sometimes feel frightening. Or you may find yourself thinking about the relationship more often than your partner. That's kind of odd. So keep in mind that some amount of anxiety about your relationship is healthy, which means it's okay to have a little. You know, we're not. Yeah, we're human. Yeah, we're human. Yeah. For instance, it's probably good to be nervous if your partner stays out very late most nights. You goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> a couple nights, okay. But the back-to-back, -back, the fuck? 
It ain't that much to do in the world. Get your ass in and sit down. Be humble. Um, sit down. <laughs> you gotta okay, wait. sit. You gotta wait. sit down. Wait. Wait. Be humble. Sit, sit down. down. Be. Humble. Yeah, like you know. I don't mind you going out, you know, every now and then. But if you're going out every weekend back to back and the Drake, and there's no um, I hate some weed time. Not some you, not some me, but some weed time. I hate when like Brett is out late. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I'm checking. I'm like, are you good? Like, wrap up, nigga. Wrap up. Get back. And you know what's funny? What? I can be, I can have my shit lined up because I'm not usually in the house that much, but on the during the weeks I am. But you know, I be having plans on the weekends. Yeah, you do to do stuff. <laughs> but let a nigga tell me he has some plans. I'm like, it's a solo event. <laughs> Say, like, what there's are you, no plus one. You pull the, what are you doing? <laughs> where, you, where, where are you going? And you'll be out all around at a, a luncheon, a holiday luncheon, a girls' night. Please but let tell a nigga pop up with plans. What are you doing? I literally had that same like thing happen to me. You know how we dip and flip the street. <laughs> okay. Out every weekend we're doing something. There's a little something to be done. Yeah. Literally, plans can be made. My boyfriend says like, oh, I'm going to go and hang out with some coworkers. I'm like, the coworkers. fuck? You know, I was like, the fuck? Fuck you doing? He's like, you go out all the time. And I'm like, uh, I don't give a fuck. You don't go out all the time. Though. That's right. You don't. I do. Leave that to me. Let I me got do the that. going out. Let right? me do the going out. Let me do the twerk something. <laughs> you sit home like you supposed. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, I did. Once I called two times in a row, boop, boop. There's an issue. Really alarm. I've been uh, down for too long. <laughs> he was like, literally, I was saying bye to these people. And you called. Right. And I was like saying bye. Girl, stay home. Please. Shit. So we said all that to say it's healthy yeah. to have a little anxiety. some amount of anxiety about the relationship because you can't let 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 niggas think Mm-mm. that they're just free flowing. No, hey, letting you be letting you be independent, but still, don't forget there's someone at home waiting. I'm at home waiting, <laughs> not just a someone. So. Um, we both got secure and happy as our attachment style. So it says this means that you are likely to have happier relationships and be better able to sustain commitments than people who have an insecure attachment style. You're likely to have more positive emotional experiences and to be more happy and outgoing in interpersonal relationships. You will be more likely to express what you really feel. No issue there. No. You are more likely to be able to depend on others when it is appropriate and yet able to function autonomously in your own sphere when that is appropriate. You are you are also more likely to raise children who themselves will have a secure attachment style. Hey, dirty. Wop. <laughs> so, again, if you want to take this quiz, we're going to have it down in our show notes it so you can down. figure out what your attachment style is. And after you take the quiz, come back here for this little bit. So maybe yes. maybe you're not comfortable with your attachment style. Maybe you're like, you know what? I need to flip some shit. I need to flip and tumble some shit. My childhood was one way and I'm not comfortable with what I'm dealing with today. Then, you know, there might be some recommendations for you to change your attachment style. So you can alter your style to be more or less secure through experiences and conscious efforts. Firstly, you can seek therapy, right? And relationships with other people who are able to give you a secure attachment. Yeah. That matters. That matters because say you have an anxious attachment style. As soon as you pair up with somebody secure, 
and if granted they they give you the time and they're able they're willing to put in the work to sustain this relationship then that can change your attachment style because now you are able to receive from someone who's secure and they're giving you love and affection in a different way. Ain't nothing like being with somebody shitty and you already anxious or feeling bad. Like- but that's what happens. Usually if you have an anxious or an avoidant attachment style, like avoiding people attract anxious yeah. because they like that. Like I'm already avoiding you anxious all over the place. That's even more reason for me to get an out to get out of this relationship mm. or you know, you're not really requiring much of me. Mm. Or as soon yeah, as you do, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. as soon check. as you do, I can be gone and I can attribute it to you being anxious. And, and usually that's why people that are anxious or avoidant have an issue finding people that are secure because secure people are more than likely linking up with secure people. Yeah. It's just who we attract. We attract who we are. And that's why we need to work on healing and fixing ourselves. Yes. Because once you heal and fix yourself, and become more secure in yourself, then you attract what you are. Yeah, you're a magnet. You bring in the shit that you deserve. So we don't, we're not telling you these gems so that you can be like, let me change my anxious or avoided nigga. Right. You know, the, the key is for you to change. And if they change and they hop on board, great. But the relationships that don't make the shift with you, they fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. There it is. So here Self-help. A few other self-help. Self-help, self-help without the self-helpiness. <laughs> You're going to do it on your own. So here are a few other tips. You have to heal your shame and raise your self-esteem. Like Brittany says, because this ultimately enables you not to take things personally. If you're already doing the work and you're already working on the bad bitch that's on the inside, you're resurrecting her. If she's been buried down and you're pulling her out like it's Easter, then it's going to be good. <laughs> you know, if you're resurrecting that power in the inside then you'll be able to navigate this space, right? What else can we do? Learn to be assertive. So mm-hmm. we're not just taking whatever we get. No. Assert yourself. Yes. Make sure you're expressing your needs, your wants, and your desires at the forefront. Hey, nigga, if this is what we're going to be doing, if we're going to do this, this is what I need. And then you turn around and you listen to what they need. Mm-hmm. Partnerships. Yeah. I'm not just giving you all you need and I'm sitting over here in the corner. Seriously. Huddled up. Can't do the Anita Baker giving you the best that I got and I'm not getting anything. Mm-mm. Baby. Also, <laughs> in, in a nutshell, you know, piggybacking on that, it's also about identifying and honoring, you know, before you get assertive, let's identify and honor what we need emotionally. We're getting assertive, but we're also making sure that we recognize what it is that we need to be assertive about. Mm-hmm. So do yourself work, journal. Tap in with that little that little one in the inside. The inner woman. The inner woman. Hear her voice and honor her needs. And also you're going to take risk. Mm-hmm. Risk being authentic and direct. Okay, I know a lot of times we shy away because we don't want to run people off. But that's not how we progress. No. We're not playing games. We're not manipulating people. We're just being direct and authentic and letting people know, hey, when you're fucking with me. Take it or leave it. This is her. What did Tank say? Something to something when you're fucking with me. I don't know the rest of the words, but I just know that he says when you fucking with me. Basically, oh, yeah. this is what you get when you fucking with me. So are you fucking with me or not? Or not. Because I can't be changing. That's too stressful. Doing the flip-flop, the shape shifter. Okay. I can't. So back to that self-work. We're practicing acceptance of ourselves and, and other people so that we can become less fault-finding. If you're the kind of person where every little knick-knack, paddywhack gets, gets on your nerves, 
You'll then, never find anyone. Because every, I mean, we all have our little things. I have my little things. As perfect as you might think I am, <laughs> I have my little things. Yeah, we all do. We all have imperfections. Yeah, where like my boyfriend is like, hey, I hate that. Right, like, you're so annoying. Why do you do that? You mean, or you know stuff. Uh, you it's, either, tell- it's either I'm mean. I get I'm the mean, mean one too, day, but you know and what? then I'm, I'm super really... sweet another day. Yeah, because if I was mean... You wouldn't be here. Duh. He does the soup. Like, why you gotta be mean? And then also, I'm too clingy. clingy. I'm like, boy, make up your mind. When I'm trying to give you some love and affection, don't get to throwing around the C word. And I ain't talking about cunt. That's the <laughs> other C word. Right. Lastly, learn to stop reacting and learn to resolve conflict and compromise from a we perspective. Okay? We, we. It's a partnership. If you're in a relationship... There's, any relationship there's a we it's not i i i me 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 it's we 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 and we ain't speaking french come on i heard you say we girl i heard you speak french now yeah. what is that i hear you talking about we a lot oh you speak french hey now. hey hey give it to me is that party next door sure is party so um yeah don't do the self-sabotage self-sabotage because a lot of the avoidant and insecure people you be fucking up stuff before it can even really take off. No, me go. Yeah. You, we ain't out here doing that. Okay, okay. You bring your biggest fears to reality. Like, oh my God, say say your man is out. And it's not like out all the time. Say he did go out to do his little independent thing. And you call him 50 times. Now he's like, you know what? Yeah, I am done with her. Because <gasps> she done call me 50 times. What? The 50 loving. Nothing. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm like, girl, what? Nothing. Nothing. So... Hopefully that helps. We we like to give you guys a new perspective on some shit. So we like to provide you with answers, answers and assistance. Mm-hmm. Heard you speak French now. All right, now it's time to pick up your pen. We're, We're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. So this week we are talking about the Alex and Annie bracelets, <clears throat> which we love. We love so them. essentially, these Alex and Annie bracelets are made of recycled um, materials. So um, you know, it kind of goes through this aging process. It's eco-friendly jewelry. It ha- is infused with positive energy, so you're getting all of the love and care that you need. And you can—they come in like little um, symbols, various symbols—and you ask the universe to kind of pull you into what it is you need, and they serve as little reminders as to what you need. Yes, it's like a modern day charm bracelet. Yes, modern day charm bracelet, knickknack, paddywhack. Yeah, so they have so many. I don't know how many, but hundreds of different. Designs, designs and things that jewels, you can pick charms that you can pick from they're great gifts i love to gift an alex and Annie yeah bracelet. they're great gifts you can give it to a girlfriend a homegirl a mom a cousin a sister i've gotten some for my honey how you think how you how which what they think about when they think of you yes or what you think about what you know what i'm trying to and say. they're so cool what to you collect think about when you think of them it's yeah, so they, cool they're to cute for it. They make a cute little stacked effect. Yes, I love. I need to find mine. So you don't put like a charm on the bracelet. Each bracelet has its individual charm. I know the old school Juicy Couture type. Remember those? Bring them back. The Juicy Couture charm bracelet where you would just get the, the initial bracelet and then you would clip on the charm. The different charms. And then you'll have that um, like a Pandora bracelet. Like a Pandora. And the kitchen wrist motion like a stir fry. But these are separate individual bracelets for each charm which is why they make such cute gifts yeah and so they're really cute arm candy i have i think five i think i have like i got a bunch i was gifted with my first one and then it just took off from there yeah i think i have like maybe eight or ten 
Yeah, they're so cute. So Alex and Annie, they have them in the malls. They have a website. What is it? Alexandani.com. Yep, you can buy them at Nordstrom. And the cool thing about it is they come in either gold or silver. So whichever you prefer, you can rock them in gold. You can rock them in silver. Yeah, it's just a nice and little And it goes gift. along with the rest of your jewelry that you're wearing. Yeah, so grab you some Alex and Annie bracelets. It's perfect time for the holiday. Gift yourself one, a little self-care, or gift your homegirls, your family, parents, whoever. Yeah, we'll share ours. I have... I know for sure I have a hams a hand, which is like protection from evil. Mm -hmm. A pineapple that you gave me, that's like friendship. Mm -hmm. I gave you one that says, because I love you. Because I love you. That's so cute. And I have a, um, a queen bee. Yeah. And I have something else. I have a Jesus one because God. She's covered. Yeah. I have one that is about balance. It's my um, zodiac sign. I think I have a lotus flower. I have... That's got it out the mud. Yeah, I got that out the mud. <laughs> I got one that's a family tree for my family. I have one. I have a bunch. I can't remember them all. The girls got we'll me one. We'll show you them. Our Neos got us. Yeah, they got me the Queen Bee one. I can't remember which one they got me. It's in that box right I there. I think they got... I don't know. You showed me it. I have so many. Yeah. I think I have like a... Yeah. So yeah, we'll 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 show a little GIF or... Check our, check our story. Our gym highlight. Yeah. So now it's time for the girlfriend gag. And the girlfriend gag is where you can send your comments, questions, your concerns, your tidbits to uh, us at contact at com. You can also slide into our DMs um, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you follow us up. And send us your tea and we'll gag about it here on the show. So it's a t Oh, and then sometimes we put up stories and ask questions. And then you guys respond. And we talk about it here. Yeah, so we have two that we're going to do today. We're going to do one from our stories. Let it rip. And then we're going to do one that was sent to our DM. So this one says, how do I get a, how do I get rid of being attached to someone emotionally, even if they aren't in my life anymore? Like, they don't care about me anymore, but I care for them. You probably, remember when people were like, do an altar, girl? When they were like, do it. Remember when we were talking about the breakup episode, doing an altar? Oh, yeah. What was it? The, um... The burn is here or something. I forgot what it was called. Um, I would say that if you're an empathetic and compassionate person, you don't have to completely like dismantle your your affection for the person. But if it's not beneficial anymore, then girl, you got to put yourself first. You have to put those emotions of like, oh, I still care about you. If Especially if they don't care about you anymore. That usually jumpstarts my process. <laughs> The cables are like, on my engine. It's still tough, but if you, don't give a, if you don't give a damn about me and you're making it obvious that you don't then there's i don't no really care. have any choice but to not care about you yeah i mean you can want the the best for people and their well-being yeah hope that they don't but they you know, can't consume my thoughts can't so you need to sit down and say is this person like just out of my life and we're not in contact anymore but i still want them to be well that's one thing but if you still are like doing the most to try to keep an interaction going right dead it it depends because like you said there's nothing wrong with caring from people yeah and course. still allowing yourself to be from a distance to yeah. be distance from them that's fine but again if it's causing you to not be able to function or maybe not be able to move on and start a new fresh new relationship or it's hindering you we got to let that nigga go <laughs> we got to figure out how to break these chains so I'm not gonna it's going to be every chain right again. it's going to be a gradual process because everybody moves some people can do the cut off and move on and be done quickly and then there's others like this baby girl where it takes a little bit more time a little time beloved but the things you can do in your power are, let's do the unfollows from social. 
Yes. Let's delete threads. Let's delete, like, you know, the little small memories that we can control from of this person so that we can begin the healing process. Because when you have constant reminders, you're watching their story all the time, maybe you're looking looking on their page, it'll be a little harder to clear them from your memory, from your psyche. So. And from your energy. Yeah. So Because you continue to let them in yeah. and let them consume a little piece of you. And we're done with that. They are part of your day-to-day. So Especially in 2018 going into 2019 because we're basically here. We're, we're here. done with that. We off that. Remember, we off that in 2018 to 19, like a school year. And also, maybe this episode helped you. It maybe helped you be become more aware about your attachment style. So should you enter a new relationship? When you enter a new relationship, because you're young. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have these issues anymore. Goody. We're not. So now we're going to move on over to the DMs. Slide on in that thing. Direct message. I always feel like a mom when I hold my phone like this. Dead. Um, I'm trying to locate it. Sorry. Dun, 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 dun. That's our theme music. Freakily. For right now, are you figuring this out? Instead of the Jeopardy. Or do we have this many? Okay. Found it. Okay. Let it rip. This baby girl said that she feels like it's hard to distinguish between having an unhealthy attachment and just being really close with someone. So it makes her hesitant to have a relationship with someone in fear of developing an unhealthy attachment. This sounds like avoidant. You don't even want to develop an attachment because you fear that it's going to be unhealthy. You got to break down those walls, especially if it's somebody you like or, you know, someone that you're considering being... You know, intimate, not in the sexual, sexual, but exchanging energy on an intimate level, then you got to get give allow yourself permission to feel what you feel. And you know what, sis? You're strong enough to bounce back. If some shit really happens and it doesn't work out, you're strong enough to do the bounce back. You ain't seen bouncing back. Also, <laughs> don't let fear prevent you from taking chances. Yes. A person that hasn't made any mistakes hasn't taken any chances. And that's not good. If you if you're making mistakes, that means that you've been fearful and you've t- taken some chances. Take the chance. It may flop, but guess what? It also may flourish. Mm-hmm. So don't stop yourself from getting what might be rightfully yours. Take the chance. I mean, we don't know until we try. All I can say is, give it a chance. If you notice signs of it being unhealthy, pick up on red flags early on, nip it then, and move on. That's all, you, That's can all do. you can do. But don't hinder yourself or prevent yourself from really experiencing the love that you deserve because you're fearful of unhealthy attachment. You ain't seen bouncing back. Just, you know, be aware. Practice discernment. Discernment is key. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be okay. We all have bumped our heads and that's how we get to where we are today. Is this Beyonce in the yellow new? Mm-hmm. My God. Okay, and that's how we'll close this. (laughs) Wow. So, baby girls, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that it was helpful for you. We hope that we're all working towards being more secure in our relationships because we fucking deserve, you know? I deserve. We deserve to be loved and to love securely. Yeah. If a nigga is over here, you want to be over here, you better give me what I deserve. Otherwise, go. Then we're done. Period. Wop! Okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll be back next week, baby girls. Um, also, 
we better see you on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we don't see you on Wednesday, we'll be coming back here next week with some words. It'll be 6 p.m. on Wednesday, so. So that's 9 p.m. for our East Coast mommies. Hopefully it's not too late, but y'all know we work regular white man gigs and we got to get home and get set on the shit. So six is the best we can do. Giving you the best that I've got. Yeah, we'll see you at six until Baby. we can, you know, amp up the support to where we can expire at these white man gigs. If you want to give us that, that if you want to, <laughs> if you want to figure out some resources for that, we can come on a little earlier. But until then, we can only do what we can do. Period. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.